Hello, and welcome to the Welligant Woman Podcast, a place for women over 40 who are ready to transform midlife, reimagine what's possible, and make each new decade better than the last. I'm your host, Karen Viesta, certified health and life coach. And after going through my own midlife reinvention, I can honestly say that I now experience more energy, vitality, confidence, and joy than I ever have before. Each week, I'll be sharing information, inspiration, and strategies to help you do the same. Let's get started. Hello, hello, my elegant women. Um, welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. Um, this episode is airing right after the uh, Easter and Passover holidays. So if you celebrated either of those, um, I hope you had a wonderful holiday. And I hope you spent it with the friends and family who are most special to you. That is actually um, the topic of today's podcast, uh, Cultivating Deep Friendships in Midlife. Um, And I've kind of thought about this topic a lot because um, recently I watched an interview. And the interview was on CBS Sunday Morning right after the release of a movie called 80 Brady. Um, I I haven't seen the movie. I can't tell you even what it's about. Um, But apparently it's a comedy that stars Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, Jane Fonda, and Rita Moreno. And so um, the four of them were being interviewed on this show. And they discussed um, the topic, particularly Jane Fonda. She was really speaking about the topic of friendship. And um, she she said that her... (laughs) I love how she calls him her favorite ex-husband, Ted Turner. Um, She said that he said to her, you don't make any new friends after the age of 60. But in the interview, she went on to say that she thinks he's really, really wrong on that. And she talked about the importance of quality friendships later in life. And she said, you know, women, this is actually a direct quote, women sit facing each other, eye to eye, and they say, I'm in trouble. I need you. Can you help me? We're not afraid of being vulnerable. Um, so what, what she said is completely consistent with what research shows, and that is that quality friendships can boost your sense of belonging and happiness. Um, they improve your self-confidence and help you cope with stress, among many other benefits. And her advice for anyone who is struggling to meaningfully connect with others was that you have to be very intentional. Um, And furthermore, she said that her friendships, particularly those with women, are a really central part of her identity. I could not agree more. Um, I am blessed to have many incredible friendships of varying depths. um, And I'll speak to you more about that in a moment. But I can honestly say that the inner circle of friends that I have now are such a safe container for me. They are nurturing and supportive in a way that few others outside of my family members are. Um, what I will say is that my inner circle has changed and shifted, and quite frankly, it's shrank as I've gotten older. Um, and I think that that is because I've become much more selective about who I invest my time and my energy in. Um, I think this is a challenge for women in midlife, which is you know, one of the reasons why I decided to cover the topic in a podcast episode. The nature of our friendships change, and that can be both disappointing 
and at times a bit disorienting. Um, I remember very clearly when I got divorced, finding myself in a whole different situation in terms of friendships because I had so many friends. I had so many married friends and we as a couple had couple friends. Um, and, and my friends were wonderful and you know, always made it a point to include me when they were doing things. But I didn't always feel comfortable joining them when it was all couples and I was the only single one. I often felt like a fifth wheel. So I found myself shying away from some of those invitations. Um, Most of my female friends were married. And so on the weekends, you know, understandably, they were busy with their families. And it was a really tough time for me because not only was I adjusting to no longer being in a relationship, But my social circle now had a different dynamic, and I needed to kind of figure things out and make some changes there too. So all this is to say that, um, you know, life draws people in different directions, and that can be challenging when it comes to friendship in midlife. For one thing, our priorities change. In other words, what we want and value in a friendship changes. And often we become much more discriminating and, and maybe even a little more intuitive about the people we want to surround ourselves with. Um, also, sometimes we find reasons to not connect deeply to friends. And these are often, in my opinion, excuses because I think that kind of connection can make many women feel very vulnerable. So, you know, some easy excuses, some convenient excuses are, You know, I don't have time. Um, You know, I'm different. Nobody's like me. Or I can't trust people, you know, which which of course causes women to withdraw and and hold back and kind of put on a facade. Um, and, And some women, many women, just feel they're not good at this, that they're shy or they're not interesting or charming enough. You know, there are lots of things that hold women back from that kind of deep connection. However, where at one time we may have avoided this kind of connection or simply, you know, become caught up in life and and, um, our own busy lives, work, kids, etc., that we didn't devote a lot of time to friends or friendships, many women do reach a point in midlife where, you know, perhaps the kids are out of the house and life slows down a bit and they really begin to feel the absence of those female friendships. So, you know, there's a void. um, And that void isn't filled by a partner or family or kids or colleagues. You know, it's a very unique and special um, friendship. You know, female friendships are very unique and special. And I believe that women, especially in midlife, really need that connection to other women in order to thrive in the second half of life. I don't think that it's a luxury. I believe that it's a necessity in terms of our emotional emotional well-being. So the question becomes, how do we make new friends and deepen our existing friendships in midlife um, or really at any stage of life? And, and what I can tell you is that it is very much internal work. One thing that is important to understand is that our friends mirror back to us who we are. And that's why friendships change and evolve and sometimes end, right? As we grow and change, our circle tends to change and and very often shrink. So the best approach to friendship is to be very 
deliberate and intentional about your friendships, as Jane Fonda said. (laughs) In other words, decide on purpose who you want to surround yourself with. You know, my coach likes to use the expression, it's easier to grow when you're in a fertile pot. Um, In other words, don't keep people in your life out of need or a fear of loneliness or out of insecurity. Um, You know, surround yourself with people who are that quote-unquote fertile pot for you, who really enable you to grow and develop and, and people who really expand you and enhance your life. Um, And furthermore, think about who you want to be in your friendships, right? Think about the future you and your goals, your values, your interests, and surround yourself with the people who will elevate you, who reflect back to you all of the best qualities in you. I have seen it so often in my own life that when I surrounded myself with people who were always kind of snarky and complaining, That was how I behaved too. When I spent a lot of time with insecure people, people who chose to gossip or speak badly of others, I became insecure too. Because you know that if they're talking about everybody else behind their backs, they're most definitely talking about you behind yours, right? So it doesn't exactly create much of a feeling of safety and security. On the other hand, Once I began to surround myself with people who, like me, had big dreams and goals, who were excited about life, who were interested in the same things I am, you know, namely health and wellness and yoga and travel, etc., I noticed that I really felt better when I was around them. They inspired me and I inspired them. And not everybody needs to be in your inner circle. You know, I think that's interesting to point out, and I'll often talk to my daughter about this. She and I tend to talk about friends and female friendship a lot, and it's really about the expectations you have regarding friends, you know, and and the levels of closeness or intimacy that you want with different people. So, you know, we have acquaintances, and those are the people I would say, like, it's nice to see them, but there's not a lot of depth to to the relationship. Um, however, you know, they're, they're pleasant to interact with. And then there are um, casual friends. So maybe you don't see them very often, but you enjoy each other's company and you, you know, have a connection with them. And then there's, you know, what I call the inner circles. So these are the people you know that you can rely on if and when you really need something. These are the people who will drop everything to be there for you. They value you and your friendship and you value them and theirs um, so much that you would never dream of speaking badly about each other. You only want to celebrate each other and build each other up. And these people are a rare treasure, which is why this circle tends to be small but mighty. Um, and, And, you know, I want to be clear, we all need all of those kinds of friends, you know, the acquaintances, the casual friends, and, and the inner circle. I am absolutely, absolutely not suggesting that if someone isn't a close confidant, that they don't have a place in your life. But I am suggesting that you become aware of the place that you want different people to have in your life, and that you create your expectations 
and your boundaries accordingly. So how do we create an empowering circle of friends, you know, particularly in midlife? And, and I would say it really starts with considering who is your, you know, perfect friend. What qualities does she have? What are her values? What are her interests? You may not find it all in one person, you know, and that's why it's beneficial to have different groups of friends and, and you know, those different kind of levels of friendship that I just went over. Um, for example, you might have, you know, work friends and colleagues. You might have friends from the neighborhood where you live. Maybe you play a sport like golf or pickleball and you have those friends who have those same interests. Um, but I would take a little time to be clear on the kind of person that you wish to connect with. And then, of course, you know, you have to be willing to go out there and find people that you can enjoy spending time with. There are definitely things that you can do to make new friends in midlife. And some of these things also serve to deepen existing friendships. One is to get out into the world and expose yourself to new people. You know, it's, it's if you're not meeting new people and exposing yourself to, um, to, to, you know, new, new people on a regular basis, new places and new experiences, it's hard to cultivate those new friendships. Um, also show up with the energy that will match and attract the people you want to attract. In other words, be the kind of friend that you wish to attract. Um, you know, whether, whether you value honesty, dependability, um, for example, being on time, right? Being present, somebody who's not on their phone and sort of distracted when they're with you. If that's what you value in others, then make sure you are showing up as that person in your interactions with others. Um, and then, you know, maybe the biggest factor is to be a friend to yourself. Don't look to others to validate you or make you happy. That's not their job. And if you make it their job, you're almost sure to be disappointed. Do that for yourself and it will make your friendships a lot easier and a lot more satisfying. Um, like dating, you know, you meet lots of people who may not necessarily become a friend. When an interaction doesn't result in a friendship for whatever reason, don't feel rejected or make it about you. Um, not everyone is for you and you are not for everyone and that's okay. Um, I heard this expression a while back and I've shared it with so many people because I think it's brilliant. Um, the expression is, you can be the ripest juiciest peach on the tree and yet still some people just don't like peaches right and that's that's really I think an amazing way to look at um, situations when it comes to both friendship and dating and and lots of other things in life right we're, we're not meant to be for everybody nor is everybody meant to be for us so you know it becomes a matter of just finding those people who we do connect with, who we do, um, you know, share a lot in common and who want the same things that we want in terms of a friendship. Um, and then, you know, obviously know your own value and the value of your time and energy. Have standards about who you will invest time and energy in. Time and energy are precious resources. So, you know, and, and I believe as we get older, um, 
you know, they, we, they become even more precious. So you don't want to be squandering them on people who are not really the kind of people you want to surround yourself with. Um, filter your friends the way you would filter somebody, for example, on a date, right? How do you feel when you're with them? Do you like their energy and their attitude? Do they value the same things you do? Um, will this person grow you or challenge you? Do they interest you? And I also think our intuition tells us a lot. I think we have an amazing internal guidance system that really lets us know whether people are a fit or not based on how we feel both in their presence and when we're not with them. So, you know, I encourage everybody to not only, you know, go out there and and do these things that I've discussed in in terms of, you know, attracting new people and cultivating new friendships, but I also encourage you to think about your friend standards. <laughs> you know, I sometimes I call it a friendship code. Um and, you know, I'll I'll share kind of some of mine um maybe it'll get you thinking about your own my friends never have to worry about me being snarky or disrespectful towards them i always speak to them and act with respect um, they don't have to worry about me breaking a confidence if somebody tells me something i keep that in confidence um, we sometimes will say this is going in the vault <laughs> you know, like we really respect the idea of the vault you know it's a safe space we can share and we know that whatever we share will be kept in confidence my friends never have to worry about me stabbing them in the back I'm fiercely loyal um, I don't dismiss them if they need me I'm not unresponsive by phone or by text I never blow people off I always give people the courtesy of a reply um, I am not at all resentful or jealous of their success. I celebrate my friends and their achievements. Um, I'm proud to know amazing and accomplished women, and I am totally their hype girl, always, and they are mine. Um, I'm never passive-aggressive. I don't do the silent treatment. I just don't operate that way. I am emotionally mature enough to have conversations even when those conversations might be difficult so again these are things my friends never have to worry about and here's the thing I expect the same treatment in return and I'm willing to walk away from friends and I have walked away from friends who don't meet my standards you know when when they do I really value those friendships and I treat them as something really special in my life. Um, but if it's clear to me that friends, certain, certain people, certain friends of mine um, don't have the same ideas about, you know, sort of how to conduct themselves in, in, within the relationship and, um, you know, don't maybe don't have the same values that I do, then, you know, I am not uh, afraid to walk away or to just change the nature of the friendship so that maybe they're not part of my inner circle. And I'll end by saying, um, first and foremost, be a great friend to yourself. I know that's so cliche and, you know, it sounds very corny, but it's really true that you, you always need to have your own back and you always need to value yourself and your time and your energy and your intuition and when you do, it allows you to show up with confidence and generosity and authenticity. Um, 
And if you want an incredible community of women, I really encourage you, follow Welligant Woman on Instagram or Facebook. Not only do I post additional content there, like recipes and tips and motivation, but we really are a vibrant and growing community of women who plan to absolutely rock the second half of life. And if that sounds like you, you must come join us. I really look forward to seeing you there. And I look forward to seeing you on next week's podcast. Have an amazing week. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Welligant Woman podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love it if you would leave a five-star review and share it with others. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode.